0: Welcome to the Flint Citadels podcast
1: of our Sunday morning worship service, a weekly production of the Salvation Army Flint Citadel Corps.
2: I love that song, or at least the last part. I'll go in the strength of the Lord. Um, I guess I'm going to ask, I'm going to covet your prayers. Um, our session mate is from this division, Lorraine Ellingson Farquharson, and they're officers in LaPorte, Indiana. But um, she has some really serious health issues. Or she has kidney disease, and I guess her kidneys are dying. She's on the transplant list. She needs kidney transplant. Her disease is so far gone that she can't even receive a live donor transplant. She's been in and out of the hospital and still trying to run a core, her and her husband. So I would covet your prayers. Um, she, the last I knew this week, she was in the hospital down at Farmington Hills because of a staph infection, low blood pressure, and her kidneys just at that time weren't even working. So um, if you could pray for, her name's Lorraine. Some of you might know her. She grew up in eastern Michigan. Her sister still works um, down at um, Acres of Hope, I guess it's called. And her husband's from here, too. But if you could pray for Tim and Lorraine, um, I'd appreciate it, and I know that they would, too. This morning's missionaries are Majors Alex and Luz Nastarenko, and we have Captain George Kachanov, and we'd like to welcome them to our service this morning via um, recordings and enjoy our worship with us this first Sunday of the new year. And I, my husband said, no golf stories. I'm sorry. Of course, I don't have any golf stories to tell you anyhow because I don't golf. Um, I could ask Dan or Andrew or Matt or any number of the guys behind me to come up, and they could share a golf story. So if you're missing one, see one of the guys. They'll give you a golf story since Joe's not here. Um, The scripture this morning is Psalm 147, verses 1 through 7. Praise the Lord. How good to sing praises to our God. How delightful and fitting. The Lord is rebuilding Jerusalem and bringing the exiles back to Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. He counts the stars and calls them by name. How great is our Lord. His power is absolute. His understanding is beyond comprehension. The Lord supports the humble, but he brings the wicked down into the dust. Sing out your thanks to the Lord. Sing praises to our God with a harp. Let's pray. Father, today, on this day that we come to worship you, I thank you for each person here. I ask that you bless them. This is a time when people make resolutions, what they're going to do differently this year. It's a fresh start. But, Lord, actually every day can be a fresh start for us. Um, Anytime we can turn our lives over to you and start new. It doesn't have to be January 1st or December 31st. But, Lord, we just give our hearts to you today. We pray for those that aren't feeling well, that are gone, are visiting, or traveling. Just ask, Lord, that you watch over them, take care of them, and keep them safe. And if they're sick, bring them back to health. We pray these things in your name. Amen. (music) you. <music> It's just if we're willing to learn, you find that out with kids. You can try and try and try to teach them something, and unless they're willing to learn, it doesn't sink in. Great things he hath done, and great our rejoicing through Jesus the Son. But purer and higher and greater will be our wonder, our rapture, when Jesus we see. Let's sing the last verse. Responsive of scripture this morning is taken from Ephesians 1, verses 3 through 14. Praise be to God for giving us, through Christ, every possible spiritual benefit as citizens of heaven. For, he for consider what he, he, has he has done before the foundation before the the of the world. The he shows
0: us in Christ,
2: his living within his constant care. He planned in his purpose of love that we should be adopted as his own children through Jesus Christ, that we might learn to praise that glorious generosity of his which has made us welcome in the everlasting love he bears towards the Son. It is through the Son
0: that the cost of his own blood
2: through that full and generous grace which has overflowed into our lives and opened our eyes to the truth. For God had allowed us to know the secret of his plan, and it is this, he purposes in his sovereign will that all human history shall be consummated in Christ, that everything that exists in heaven or earth shall find its perfection and fulfillment in him. And there is a
0: staggering thing that in all which will one day belong to him, we We have been promised a share since we were were long long
2: ago destined for this this by by the one who Jesus services, by sovereign will, so that we, as the first to put our confidence in
0: Christ, may bring grace to his glory.
2: And you too trusted him. When you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. And after you gave your confidence to him, you were, so to speak, stamped with the promised Holy Spirit as a guarantee of purchase until the day when God completes the redemption of what he has paid for as his own. And that will again be to the praise of his glory.
1: I thank you this morning for the reality of our faith. That God, the fact that we we don't see you, that you're not here in physical form, doesn't make us any less certain that you exist. Lord, you have revealed yourselves to our hearts. We know your presence. We felt your forgiveness. And God, we were aware of your guiding hand And I pray, Lord, that even though this world may try to deceive us and may uh, sometimes succeed in getting us off track, that, Lord, you are the most authentic reality in the universe. God, I pray uh, this year as we we struggle to be authentic people, that, God, you would give us courage to admit... places where we have doubts and fears, that, Lord, you would give us the um, just the conviction and the integrity to be authentic in our relationships with others and, Lord, in our relationship with you. Bless us as we seek to be like Christ. And, Lord, might you move in our hearts this morning in, in the way in which you see fit. For we pray it all in Jesus' name. One of the first American pioneers traveled westward across the, the Great Plains of the United States, and he um, came to a sudden and abrupt halt at the edge of the Grand Canyon. If you've seen it, you would understand why. He stood amazed at, at the sight before him, a vast chasm a mile deep and 18 miles wide and over 100 miles long he absorbed the sight kind of took it in and then he turned to his companion and said something must have happened here you know aliens visiting our world might reach the same conclusion if they arrived at christmas time and they saw all the activity the lights the decorations the family get togethers the church plays the parades the festivities of course We know that something did happen, something amazing. God sent his son, Jesus, into this world as a tiny baby to be our Savior. Everyone here knows the story, don't we? In fact, we know it so well that we risk losing our sense of wonder at what God has done on our behalf. So this morning, let's consider once again God's amazing plan for us. Please open your Bible to Ephesians chapter 1. This first chapter of Ephesians is dense with spiritual truth. It's like packed in there tight. So much, in fact, is packed into these verses that It can be a challenge to make any sense of it at all. If you you look at the, the Greek that this was originally written in, verses 3 through 14, that's our passage for today, is one sentence. That's one sentence in the Greek. Talk about punctuation. I have run on sentences, but nothing like that. With all of the truth that is packed into this verse, into this section... We're just going to scratch the surface this morning. To to try and tackle this complex passage, I've chosen to use the Phillips translation, which we read for our responsive reading. This uh, translation was worked out by J.B. Phillips during World War II. His church had been destroyed by uh, German bombs in the bombings of London. And so he was forced to take his church into the underground bomb shelters. Just, just for safety and and for other practical reasons, and um, it was here that he translated, began translating the New Testament into uh, plain English, because he wanted to better communicate God's word to young people, and and he realized these young people they weren't getting it, they they weren't understanding. One key, one of the key truths contained here. In this section is the simple gospel message that Jesus saves us. Ephesians 1, 7 and 8. And I've put these scripture on since it's a different translation. You can look in your own though. But it says it this way. It is through the Son at the cost of his own blood that we are redeemed, freely forgiven through that full and generous grace which has overflowed into our lives and opened our eyes to the truth. Our forgiveness comes to us for free. For free. This is an act of God's grace because um, it was anything but free for Christ. It cost him his own life's blood. It's also God's grace that opens our spiritual eyes to see that we're lost sinners in need of, of divine help in the first place. That is an act of God's grace that you ever realize that you're in trouble. I wonder, has God opened your eyes to your need? Has that happened in your life? Did God awaken you to the fact that you were a sinner and you needed a Savior? The first half of verse 13 tells us what our contribution to um, this salvation is when it says... And you too trusted him when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. The only effective response to the good news of God's gift of forgiveness in Christ is to trust him. Any other response is not going to be effective. It's an act of faith. He, he opens our eyes to the truth. That is the work of the Holy Spirit but we still have to act in faith and believe and trust him. I sincerely hope that you have put your trust in Christ. That's where the journey begins. And there are no shortcuts. There are no alternate routes. Jesus came at Christmas to save us. But you know, he intends to do much more than that. Ephesians 1.4, we're bouncing around here, takes us back to before creation and gives us a glimpse of God's bigger purpose when it says, For consider what he has done. Before the foundation of the world, he chose us to become in Christ his holy and blameless children living within his constant care. God's plan for you doesn't stop with your sins forgiven. Far from it. He wants to begin the process of returning you to His original intent for you that you would be holy and blameless. That's God's goal, that's His objective. That was the state that Adam and Eve were in when they were put in the garden. And we know what happened there but God is committed to restoring us to that perfect fellowship with him. It might take a lifetime. It will take a lifetime. And it won't be completed until we are in his presence. But he is committed to that that end. I don't know if you've ever purchased something but uh, didn't take possession of it right away. Probably... um, you may have asked a merchant that you purchased something from to mark the item as sold, maybe even put your name on it and you would come back and you would pick it up. Well, God does something similar to you when you put your trust in him. He, he marks us. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14 says, And after you gave your confidence to him, you were, so to speak, stamped with the promised Holy Spirit, as a guarantee of purchase until the day when God completes the redemption of what he has paid for as his own. You know, we have literally been purchased, or should I say, redeemed by God. God created us. He owns us. He has every right to us. But we've been sold into bondage to sin. That is our fallen human state. So God buys us back. That's the work of Christ. The indwelling Holy Spirit is God's mark of ownership on your soul. And he is our guarantee that God is going to finish the work that he has started in us. When, when, you, when you sense that presence of God in you, whether it's because there's something that you know you ought not do and, and, and God speaks to you or God prompts you to something you should do, celebrate the fact that that is a sign of God's ownership, His commitment to you. He has marked you as one of His. And none of this is by accident. This isn't God's plan B when plan A fell through. You see, God has a plan for His creation and He has a plan for each of our lives as well. The first part of that plan is for our salvation. Ephesians, Ephesians 1.5 alludes to this. It says there, He planned in His purpose of love that we should be adopted as His own children through Jesus Christ. This is God's plan for everyone. It's, it's no different. He has a plan for every person's salvation. He desires everyone to, to be saved and to be adopted into his family. And in doing so, we have the privilege of learning the family's private business, so to speak. He has this amazing, somewhat mysterious plan. And when he brings us into the family, he reveals this plan to us, the plan of scriptures. You see, God's plan is to bring everything back to the perfection with which he created it. He is out to restore what's been lost. And since he's God, there is no doubt that that's going to happen. But here's the amazing thing. As God's children, he lets us in on the plan. We actually participate in the plan. Ephesians 1, 9 through 9-10 says, For God had allowed us to know the secret of his plan, and it is this. He purposes in his sovereign will that all human history shall be consummated in Christ, that everything that exists in heaven or earth shall find its perfection and fulfillment in him. You see, Jesus is more than a Savior. I mean, that's a lot, isn't it? That's amazing, but he is more than a Savior. He is, in fact, God's answer to everything. Just read Scripture. He is the answer to everything. In the shadow of Christmas, it's easy to forget that Jesus existed as a part of the Godhead in eternity past. He didn't just start as a little babe in that manger. And everything will eventually find its meaning and purpose in Him. That's what the Scriptures plainly teach. We are saved through faith in this same Christ. And it's through him that the Holy Spirit comes into our lives. And one day, he will bring all of creation back to its perfect form and function in his kingdom. So remember, Jesus Christ is God's answer to all of the world's troubles. You name any trouble, Jesus Christ is the answer. He is the focal point of human history past present and future but he's not just the answer to the uh, to the world's troubles to this this huge mess of troubles he's the answer to your troubles too every single one of your troubles he is the answer doesn't mean you don't have things you need to do things you need to change but he is the answer to every problem you might be facing He is the author of your salvation. And he makes holy living possible for you. It's not just some theory. He actually does it. And listen, he has made a place for you. You have a share in his eternal kingdom if you're willing to accept it. Who wouldn't? I'm telling you, most people don't. Most people don't want anything to do with it. But I hope that everyone here has made that decision because this is reason to praise God. Praise him for his amazing plan, for sending Christ to make your salvation possible. And take seriously God's provision for your holiness. And remember, in his sovereignty, God has promised you the kingdom. You can count on it. That's God's plan for you. God sent Christ into the world to save you through his blood so that you might be in right relationship with the Father. And he plans to give each of us a share in the kingdom here and now and throughout eternity. But there is one critical point here God's waiting for your response. He's offered all this. He's, he's advertised it. He is waiting for your response. He will never force his gifts on you. He will not do that. Sometimes I wish he would make things so much easier. God, force this gift on this person. Force it on this person. Force it on me. He will not do that. He will not violate our freedom of choice. And he offers the gift of salvation. Do you know that God wants to forgive you by faith in Christ? Do you know that? Have you accepted that gift, Christ's gift to you? He offers you holiness. Do you know that God's plan for you is to live a holy life? He has made provision for that in Christ. He has put... His stamp of ownership on every believer with the Holy Spirit and he is ready to share all of his blessings with you if you have accepted these offers then you have the privilege and it is a privilege of praising him in response to all that God has done for you with appropriate praise and and worship this morning if you haven't asked Jesus to forgive your sins then ask him in faith today right now don't wait if your life isn't characterized by obedience to the known will of God then seek the Holy Spirit's power seek him now if you've become jaded Maybe you've um, Christianity's become a habit, a lifestyle. then rekindle the wonder of who God is and what God has done, not just for the world, what He's done for you. Just think about it. Think about what He's done for you. God is sovereign. His plan will prevail. But if you want to be a part of God's plan, then you must choose. Are you a part of God's family? Are you? Have you been adopted in? It's easy to do. He's done all the work. Are you on the winning team? Let's pray. Father, your plan for your creation is absolutely amazing. I don't understand, really, Lord, why you go to all this trouble. We have messed up and we have spurned you and we have disobeyed you. And even after we ask for forgiveness, Lord, we're so slow to learn, so quick to to be deceived. And yet, Lord, in grace and mercy, you continue to extend forgiveness to us. Not just forgiveness, Lord, but power that we might live holy lives. Lord, as we stand on the brink of this new year, I would pray that you would speak to our own hearts. God, if we are believers, then your Holy Spirit lives in us, Your word tells us that. Might the Holy Spirit speak with clarity this morning exactly what we need to hear. Lord, if it's a well-done, good and faithful servant, then we give you praise, Lord, because you get the glory for that too. But if there are matters in our lives that need attention, Lord, don't allow pride to get in the way and to keep us from the changes you would have us make. Because, Lord, when you seek change, you don't just tell us what to do. You give us the power as well. So, Father, apply your word to each of us this morning. And God will stand on our faith. Bless us. And, Father, continue to speak, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Our song of um, response is... Have you on the Lord believed? I think um, many, if not most of you, maybe all of you have. But the next line says, still there's more to follow. That is where it starts. Of his grace have you received? I hope that you have. We all have experienced his grace. Still, there's more to follow. That's not the end. That's the beginning. We need to get to work with um, God's plan for our lives. I'm going to invite you to stand and invite you to respond however God might lead you.
2: Lord, as we go into this year, use us and make us a blessing so that others, men and women and children, can come to know you as Lord and Savior. Help us and encourage us this coming year. We pray all of these things in your precious name. Amen. Let's sing our benediction together. Give to Jesus glory, and I hope that you will do that in this coming
0: week.
1: This has been the weekly podcast of the Flint Citadels Morning Worship Experience. We hope you were blessed. Join us again for next week's service. Better yet, join us in person anytime at the Citadel, located in the heart of downtown Flint, at 211 West Kersley Street, where you're always among friends. For more information about the Salvation Army in Flint, and our worship times and weekly activities, visit us online at www.flintcitadel.org or call us at area code 810-232-2199. Thanks for listening.